The following episode of Ring the Bell was recorded before this past Monday's episode of Raw and the events surrounding the Raw Women's Championship. Enjoy the show. Are you ready? Oh yeah! Let me tell you something, brother. If you're looking for the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be in the podcasting universe, then look no further than Ring the Bell, bringing you the best in the world at what we do. And what we do is take over the world of wrestling reviews, baby. Now, Ring the Bell. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Ring the Bell. It's another show, both for us and for WWE. WrestleMania was held in the Performance Center. This time, they've gone back to the PC for another pay-per-view money in the bank. But not just at the PC, as we will explain. I, of course, your host, Andrew. With me, once again, it's Martin. Hello. Welcome back. It's good to be back. So, Money in the Bank had an interesting concept this year, didn't it? Very interesting. As they announced previously, instead of the usual ladder in the middle of the ring, ladders all over the place, in the PC, as it would turn out to be, oh no, because this time they were taking 12 superstars, 6 men and 6 women, all the way to WWE's world headquarters at Titan Tower in Stamford, where they would climb the corporate ladder, start from the bottom and go to the very top, the roof of Titan Tower, and fight for the briefcase. It's definitely different. I'll give them that. They presented Mun the Bank, a combination of the Mun the Bank ladder match, ladder matches at Titan Tower pre-recorded, and the rest of the matches, bar one, which we'll get into, live from the PC in Florida. Um, we'll just cover the matches and give our views along the way. Uh, the main show opened up with a photo four-way for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. It was the New Day defending against the Forgotten Sons, Lucha House Party, and The Miz and John Morrison. Uh, the match itself, I thought, was okay. It's I'm still not used to matches in front of a not in front of a crowd. I've got to say, yeah, I, I, I'll agree with you. It doesn't have the same energy, and it's it's still taking some time to adjust to it. It's just it, and some of the wrestlers are still working to the crowd, even though there's no crowd there. <laughs> It's funny, actually. I was watching. I was watching it earlier with my wife, and it's like Big E and that. I just got my wife screaming. There's no one there. Who are you talking to? Um, at the end of the day, it ended with uh, Big E um, getting the pin and the New Day retaining the championships. Uh, I, I don't really see where the division's going at the moment. Obviously, the Usos are out long term. Uh, one of them is injured. You've yeah. got three tag teams there, and it's just all I can see is sort of hot potato with the championship going forward. I don't really see much of a a solid direction. No, I, I don't see what they're possibly going to do long term with the Forgotten Sons. Obviously, you know, try not to sound too disrespectful, but Luch House Party is just there to make the numbers up. <laughs> it does feel that way. Yeah, and I've I've just never really been a huge fan of uh, Miz and Morrison as a tag team and I just think it's it's a waste of bringing Morrison back to just waste him in the tag team division well maybe you're still being punished for going away and becoming better I don't know yeah possibly up next R-Truth came out and worked the crowd that weren't there but in R-Truth's case you can kind of get away with it so I'll I'll let that one slide Um, MVP came out for a scheduled match, I guess. Um, 
but then Bobby Lashley came out to take MVP's place and hint at a new alliance with MVP managing Bobby Lashley. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Lashley squashed our truth. Uh, I don't know why this was on the show. In all honesty, no, no, that just just kills time, really. Also, is Lashley and Lana still a thing? Is is that? I don't know. I don't know. What's going uh, yeah, I, I'm not too sure anyway because um, I haven't seen it, but apparently she put like a a post out the other day talking about like Rusev Rusev's release and that. So yeah, I, I don't know if her doing that is effectively like killed the working relationship with uh, with Bobby Lashley. I'm not 100 sure, but to Put it politely, I've not been a fan of uh, the whole thing. Uh, up next, we had Bailey defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Tamina. Uh, I don't know what, without a sound harsh, and it's, you know, but I don't really see what Tamina offers the total picture. I, I don't. I mean, even when the crowd's there, she's she's not really over, and she just, it, it wasn't good. No, no, it wasn't good at all, and, uh, with, with Tamina, I, I I unfortunately put her in the same category, which I will explain after I've said it. I put her in the same category as like Natalia. You know, she, she she's a she's a solid enough worker on that, but like she's one of them people. You know, she's around for years, and you sort of you know you bury her, you don't really do anything with her for a number of years. Then all of a sudden. Right, we need to freshen up the picture a tiny bit because otherwise we're just going to be doing the rotation of opposer. Sod it. Let's chuck Tamina in there. That'll be different. But then my argument is, yeah, but you've done nothing with her for years. You know, how are you going to convince the crowd that, you know, this person is going to be a threat? Like, you know, she, she might actually beat Bailey. But then, you know, okay, yeah, to, as a fresh, to freshen up, but is Tamina really freshening up the, the, the women's total picture? No, she's not. I mean, to, to be fair, if you want to do that and just pick someone different, you know, what's wrong with, like, a Ruby Wright or a Liv Morgan or... Well, they've been calling up more NXT talent. There's there's quite a collection of, of female wrestlers down NXT at the moment you could bring. If, if Bailey's still going to successfully defend her belt, then maybe they don't want to have NXT talent losing. But even so, I mean, just, that's, that's a proper freshen up. Yeah. I yeah, don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and obviously, I'm um, I'm a bit sick and tired of this silly friendship between uh, Bailey and Sasha. Because you know, essentially, I'm just waiting for Sasha to turn on Bailey. But I've been led to believe they they don't want to pull the plug on that until they get the crowd back. Well, since that's undetermined regarding time, that's yeah. that's a long, long put on hold slash drawn out story, then, isn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, up next, in a pre-taped match, uh, reasons why, we'll come to you shortly, uh, Braun Strowman defend the Universal Championship against Bray Wyatt. That is uh, Funhouse Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend. No. What do you think of the match? I thought it was a solid enough match. I mean, I've, I think the build-up for the match has been decent, and obviously, you know, Bray playing his usual mind games and obviously you got the added history of him and Braun and bringing out the black sheep mask and everything. But um, overall, I I thought the match was decent. It was definitely one of the better matches of the night. 
Um, as we said, it was pre-taped. The reason why, reportedly, is so the when the puppets appeared during the match, uh, if it was live, it did run the risk of the puppeteers being seen, so they pre-taped it for that reason. I don't really think the puppets were needed anyway. I don't think they really contributed too much to the, the mind game element of it. No. Uh, obviously, the, the finish came with Braun putting on the black sheep mask that he donned when he was in the White Family. Bray thought he had returned to his roots, and then Bray power slammed in one, two, three. After the match, Braun just screamed and yelled, I did it myself, I don't need you, blah, blah, blah. And then the fiend mm. flashed on the screen a couple of times, so this feud is far from over. Definitely. Up next, the WWE Champion Drew McIntyre, making his first defence since WrestleMania, where he beat Brock and defend against Big Show, defend against the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins. First things first, Seth's new theme, what did you think? Eh... Uh, I, I, I've always been a fan of Burn It Down, personally. But I, I, I suppose for the purpose of his character, you know, it it works to an extent. What do you think of the match? Yeah, again, like like Braun and Bray, you know, it was a, it was a decent match. I, I didn't really have too many issues with it that. But I, I just think overall as a pay-per-view... It, it, it was just a bit flat, and then sort of you know, yeah, you, you had little sparks here and there. You just like, oh, ooh, that's that's not too bad. But then at the same time, it's like you know, is that being drawn up because of how meh the rest of it was? I feel I'm, really I'm sure. bad for Drew because he won the belt with no crowd. He's going week in week out on Raw, being coming across as very affable, very likable, a, a good champion mm. with no crowd. His first total defense. No crowd. It we're not we're not getting to see and be proved right when we all predicted this guy be a good champion. He will he mm. he will hold that belt well. Ratings are down, not because of not because of Drew. No, you know, no, Raw's, definitely. Raw's not. hitting record lows, like lowest ratings ever in its history. Yeah. And usually the champion kind of has to take that on his shoulders, but this time surely Drew escapes that. <laughs> Oh, I would very much like to think so. Um, uh, after the match, Drew and Seth shook hands. Uh, is this feud over, we think? I can't really see how it can continue, to be honest. No, I'm, yeah, I'm not too sure either, because obviously, at the end of the day, Drew, Drew beat him. So, you know, where, where else is there to go? But then where's Drew's next challenger? You look through the wall at the moment. Okay, without without spoiling the, the Man in the Bank match, result mm. in terms of we haven't got that yet um, you look at the, the roster of heels that are on Raw there's there's one or two you could pick out but there's no organic story there that I can see it's it's going to feel like a forced oh well you're next in line I want the belt and there's your feud, yeah. there's your feud for Drew um, I can think of one straight away but at the same time his involvement in the company and Dare I say his future? It's a bit up in the air. You know what are they actually doing with him? I'd I'd like them to chuck uh, Joe into the picture, but See, you know I, he. I would have said Randy Orton, but he appears to still be feuding with Edge. I mean, as we record this, the preview for Raw is that Edge will, is still on the hunt for Randy Orton. I'd say why he beat him at Mania. He, <laughs> yeah, I don't quite. know why that feud's still going. You must have something else for Edge to do. You must mm. have another thing. Why can't Orton be the challenger for, for, for Drew? I don't... Orton yeah. is a believable, accepted main event heel. He has yeah. been that for years. He can slip into that role. He can put the champ over. 
and you will still believe it. Oh, maybe maybe Orton will win. He's had the belt for years. He could actually win. He's a believable challenger. Yeah. And you could then do Edge versus Rollins. That Edge doesn't need a total mm. run. He doesn't need to be in a total no, picture. No. So Edge and, and Rollins can easily build up a story and put Orton in that total picture. I don't know why Edge and Orton is still a thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a loss for it personally. And uh, I suppose thinking about it, the only other real challenger I can think of is... Uh, obviously, I know we've already... Uh, Discussed it in uh, group chats with Mr. Price. Uh, could always uh, pay off the Drew Jinder match. I, I'm silly sounds. I'm a fan of it, but not yet. Yeah, and I thought Jinder would be in this in the Man in the Bank. I thought genuinely thought he'd be in the Man in the Bank, and I thought they'd push him and, and give him the, the briefcase. But hmm. the, the the Jinder thing could happen. I think will happen. The history's there, but it's going to take time. I'm saying that though. Do you have to build Jinder up when there's no one to build him up for? There's no crowd. The ratings are already yeah. down as you can go. So it's not like you have no. to get him over. I mean, they pushed him to the main event in the total pitcher years ago in the face of, you know, fan apathy and ratings weren't great anyway. So what's yeah. the difference now? You could have him come out and there's your feud. Really? At the moment, yeah. all bets are off. There's no there's no crowd to, to please. There's no ratings to, 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 to keep. So... At this point, really, there's nothing to lose. No, no, that's fair. Right, main event or main events, concurrent main events. Uh, the women's and men's Mum the Bank ladder matches from Titan Towers, recorded actually a few weeks ago, before some of the most <laughs> recent episodes of Raw. Weirdly, ah, so they had introductions take place for the women's in the lobby of Titan Tower, for the men in the gym at Titan Tower. Okay. Uh, th- this had so much promise and potential. Coming off the cinematic, quote-unquote, matches at Mania, uh, the the likelihood of, of using those effects for this kind of match, I think, could have been something really, really special. And for me, it was just a huge letdown. It really was. Yeah, it it, it wasn't amazing by, by any shape or form. And uh, look, like you just said, uh, the... They, they could have done a lot more, and there were some opportunities missed there. Um, they used music in the background to, to obviously cover the, the lack of crowd. There was no commentary throughout throughout the match. Uh, they threw in some sort of, quote-unquote, funny cameos, none of which, bar maybe one or two, really hit home. You had Brother Love, Bruce Pritchard, washing his hands in the bathroom. Uh, you had a clown who was supposed to be doink, you know, Hiding okay. beyond the chair, Stephanie McMahon showed up. At one point, Dana Brooke pulled down a briefcase that had money in it, and she thought she had won. And Steph said, "No, this is the Money in the Bank conference room." I don't know why that's a thing. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. you had John Laurinaitis, People Power, showed up in the wheelchair and got <coughs> a, a cream pie in the face, and a Vince yes. McMahon. Vince, the, predictably, I think a lot of people predict this. But Vince was in his office. And Daniel Bryan and, and AJ Styles showed up and they started to fight. Then they stopped and Vince told them to get out. And they put the <laughs> chairs back. They put the chairs back in their place and went out another little thing of AJ saying, you're a coward. And Daniel Bryan saying, well, you're the one that said to put the chairs back. And <laughs> yeah, and then they carried on. And it, that was kind of funny. And, and I, personally, I like the John Laurinaitis spot, but it was just, it, it wasn't really, it felt forced. It could have... 
there was so much potential for who you're going to come across in the Titan Tower offices, and it was mm. it was silly. You had all now. Here's here's a real issue. You had Baron Corbin ostensibly throw Rey Mysterio and Alistair Black over the side of the building and potentially to their death. There what? was no reaction. There was no like commentary of "Oh my God, he's just thrown two men over the side of the building." Jesus. My biggest issue with this is throughout the match when they were showing the top of the tower, the camera clearly showed the crash pad. Oh no! To the side of the set. Go back and watch it. Where they had plants at ringside, which had to be an inside joke. You had big plants at ringside, and then you had like. It was clearly a set on the roof. Now, the roof was a lot bigger than the set where the ring and, and the ladders were. And yeah. you could clearly see the crash pad. You could see the oh. mat there. So the, the drama straight away was ruined because you yeah. clearly knew. I mean, you knew they weren't being thrown off anyway. But no. even so. But it was just, oh, yeah, just two men died. Two men died. They got thrown. They even added thuds. They added a doo. They added a thud where they would have hit the ground. But... Jeez. But then there was no follow-up. There, there was no commentary to sort of like sell that Baron Corbin's just murdered two men. Yeah. <laughs> you had wrestlers disappearing. Like Dana Brooks slipped on a floor that someone had just mopped because that's a comedy spot. And she never come back again. She just what? didn't appear again. You know, on the roof you had oh. Nia Jax, Carmella, I believe, and, and Asuka fighting in the ring. And Asuka climbed up. Where were the rest of them? And it was just... yeah. That because it felt like, oh, well, we can have so many people in one space at one time because of distancing. So we can't mm. have all 12 people there. We've, we can only have six, you know? Yeah. And then you got, you know, you had a cameraman, you had a tech guy. Um, and it felt because of those limits, you, that's why you could only have so many people. Um, mm. it, at the end of the end of it, Asuka got the, the briefcase. So she is the women's Money in the Bank winner. And then shortly after, you had Baron Corbin, after he killed two men, lest we forget, um, at the top Jeez. of the ladder with AJ Styles. No sign of obviously Alistair Black had gone, Mysterio had gone, uh, Daniel Bryan, whatever, okay. Uh, and AJ <coughs> was there fighting and everything. And, and then you had um, Baron Corbin and AJ both had the briefcase. It had been taken off the clasp and they were both holding it. So there was no winner because, as was made, said afterwards, you have to have control of the briefcase to be deemed the winner of the match. Okay. I don't know if that's been said before. Has is that a rule that's been put in place for you have to have control no. of the briefcase? No, I think that was uh let's make it up as we go along. Well that rule. was a thing then. So Elias for some reason Elias came out and hit Corbin with the, the guitar. So Corbin dropped let let go of the case. AJ fumbled with it, it fell out of his hands into the hands of Otis. And because oh. he had control of the briefcase, he is the Money in the Bank winner. A clumsy winner. Where did Otis Owl come from? What? Otis. What? He's in a, he's in a mid-card comedy storyline. And he's yeah. Money in the Bank. <laughs> and let's not forget to mention as well that he's only really become like a singles wrestler in the last month or so. I just, I don't. I mean, obviously, we discussed this before earlier, but like, literally, as soon as they added AJ to the match, I was like, "Oh, he's winning this match all day long." Well, that's what it felt like. It felt like he—that's why he's there because it puts it on a on a a legitimate superstar that can hold that belt, Mm. 
And I've always thought a heel is better holding the briefcase anyway. Yeah. But Otis, I just don't... I'm I'm absolutely dumbfounded by it. I don't get it. It's uh, it's, it's absolutely mind-boggling in that, but I'll just go on record and say this right now. No one will ever beat the best Money in the Bank winner, ever. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> best Money in the Bank winner ever. <laughs> so, going forward, um, Asuka and Becky would maybe be the feud. I'm fine with that. Totally yeah. on board with that. Um, yeah. Otis, I'm just not. I'm, I'm, I mean, there, no. is, there is some talk that he may use the, the total shot um, opportunity for a tag title shot with Tucker. Now, I'm okay with that. It's a nice little spin on, on the, the guideline, the rules. And also, Otis yeah. shouldn't be in the total picture with, you know, with either, you know, Drew McIntyre or with Braun Strowman. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> Overall, the pay-per-view for me was a miss. Um, it was a show that happened. Let's move on. How did you feel about it? Yeah, pr- pr- pretty much the same. And uh, I feel as if I'm maybe having a discussion with my co-host about the Money in the Bank ladder match uh, matches because uh, we've recently done a worst match types episode on our uh, on our episode, and we even sort of highlighted. Then how this goes, we may have to add this Money in the Bank ladder match to it at Titan Towers. <laughs> That's the thing. Monday back matches usually are okay because it could yeah. be worked. But when you've got the the setting, which would added, we could have added so much more, taken it out of the arena. Yeah. But no, it was just it. Yeah. Well, obviously this time next year, you'd like to think they won't have to take it elsewhere, so it can be no. in front of a crowd in the arena and back to the norm. Yeah. I'll get we're in quote unquote unprecedented circumstances, but yeah. For me, I mean, they they struck it gold with with the Funhouse match and with the Boneyard match at Mania. This time yeah. out, they had a real chance to do something special, and it fell flat. Mm. Um, talking of, I've just remembered making up the rules as they went along and that and everything. And that I just remembered a random spot in uh, in the SmackDown tag title matches. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but. Um, Riker had grabbed someone from the ring and that, and I, f- I think he like went to hit him or whatever, and he just chucked him back in the ring and that. Literally, the spot after Michael Cole had said, you know, "Oh, let's not rem- let's not forget, this is a no DQ match and everything that," and then the ref told him to go backstage. No sense. Just <laughs> literally. Yep, yeah, I don't. You've literally just said this is a no DQ match. He can get involved if he wants to. Exactly. And then so and then you chuck that? him out. Yeah, <laughs> it's mind-boggling. Absolutely really mind-boggling. Uh, so uh, you, that's what we thought of the show and the matches. What did you think? Uh, let us know what you thought. Uh, good, bad, indifferent. Any other opinions? Uh, contact us in the normal ways uh, on Facebook at Ring the Bell Show, on Twitter and Instagram at Ring the Bell Pod, and by email at ringthebellpod at gmail You can also let us know what you feel about the show and our show in general um, by leaving us a really nice review on Apple Podcasts and a five-star rating if you feel we've earned it, and wherever else you listen to us, either on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any other place where you can listen to your podcasts. Um, Before we head off, Martin, anything else to add? No, just let's hope 
backlash is better. <laughs> and, and, and also really intrigued who Drew's going to be facing. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? For now, thank you for listening. This has been our look at Money in the Bank. I have been Andrew. I've been Martin. Martin. Andrew. Ring that bell.